0: More is not better. Better is better. Hey, soulful people. It's Saturday morning. This is a live recording of episode number 152 of the Better Life, Better Work show. And I'm your host, Allison Crow. Today's episode is called Marinating, Meandering, and Knowing Yourself. So today should be interesting. I'm so thankful for Elise, my sound producer, because I have a mild case of bronchitis. That's what all the ends <clears throat> have been lately. And so if I have to pause and grunt a little bit, she can edit that out. But for those of you watching on Facebook Live, say hi in the comments. Sometimes I do my podcast recordings live. When I want to just feel connection to my audience instead of recording this secret little thing in my room all myself. Hi, Giselle. Good to see you. As you all probably know, if you're not new to me, I have to remember to do things my way. And I have to. Remember to give myself space and grace to go outside of the edges of what's normal and expected. And so today may absolutely be a meandering podcast because I want to touch on a few insights I've learned over the last couple of weeks. And as many of you know, I don't really have a curriculum teach at you style podcast, like many of my clients, I love uh, Thursday. We had a coaching session with my solely self leadership society, and we usually do check ins for everybody when we get on the call. And sometimes one of the check ins includes what do you want to get out of the call? And many times, my clients and my listeners and my audience are the kind of people that know. That they can show up in a room, and if they get one insight, everything will change. They don't have to know what the insight is. They can let it. They're just open to receive it. And so that's the meandering part of this podcast. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about meandering. I have one of these days I'll do an episode on this book that I've been reading over and over called The Great Work of Your Life by Stephen Cope. Stephen Cope is one of the directors or founders or head honchos over at Kirapalu or Kirapalu or I don't know how how you say it. And at first I was like, oh man, white guy book. (laughs) But it's actually one of my favorite books of all time. My book coach, Heather, gave it to me and I both read it and I'm listening to it. And there are lots of different case studies about Dharma, the great work of your life, um, about following your soul work, which y'all know I'm all about, in this book. And not only does he do, case studies is too formal of a word. Not only does he tell stories and share information and history about some famous people and Um, authors and poets and uh, famous people in history, but he also shares stories from colleagues and friends and clients at the yoga center. And as I'm listening to this book one day, having gone through quite a few chapters on Thoreau, and now a chapter about Walt Whitman, the poet, and his prose, I burst out to myself, <laughs> I burst out to myself in my backyard listening to this, it was like, I'm a poet and a philosopher, and I'm trying to fit myself in this linear business world, and yes, I am an artist and a poet and a philosopher. And a conversation haver, and a thinker, and a dreamer, and an idea chewer. <laughs> um, I'm not. I'm a. I'm not a linear teacher. I'm not a linear leader. And I remember a client once said um, back when Rebecca Davidson was one of my clients, she was like, "Coach." I know you talk in circles, but I listen in circles. And so what I realized listening to this book was in the value of giving myself permission to meander, to let my thoughts wander, even in things like my podcast. And it was interesting, recently I... Well, not recently. A couple of months ago, I put out a vulnerable request. I requested to be a guest on other people's podcast, and I had four people take me up on that. I'm so grateful and thankful. And three of those four podcasts have come out. One was with Sue Revel, and her podcast is A Woman on a Mission. And I don't know what happened when I record that podcast with her. I don't remember the time or the place or my state of being, but I did recently listen to myself on her podcast, which is always an interesting experience. I don't normally go back and listen to my old podcast. Sometimes I will listen to them years later and I'm like, oh, I learned something from me. So I listened to my podcast from Sue and I realized that she asked me one question and I talked for 30 minutes. like I just rambled on and on and on and on. And I felt very insecure. And then she asked me a second question, and I rambled for another 30 minutes. And so, in this podcast, there's just kind of a lot of me riffing on these ideas, and they go into other ideas and other ideas. And the linear, logical part of me felt really insecure and ashamed, and I reached out to her and I told her, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. So obviously, there's a part of me that feels ashamed, but there's also a deeper, more knowing, trusting part of me that I was being in my authentic and higher self in that moment. And sometimes I channel shit. And she said, uh, "She said, I got to tell you, that kind of bumped up against my ego as a podcaster. Like, I didn't know how much to edit out and I really don't want to edit out, but it was longer and it didn't fit my typical format. But I just went with it. And so we had that conversation. And then she also does... The, I think she has an interesting way of doing her podcast. For any of you thinking about doing podcasts, I love this idea. She has on a guest. And then she does insights from that guest episode, right? So if I was episode number seven, the number eight on her podcast was insights from that. She, what was her takeaways from our time together. And... So she had her insights about my podcast going on and on and on and on. But what's funny is she sent me a message last week that said she has an unofficial a friend who is has declared themselves the unofficial critic of her podcast. And... Well, before, before this unofficial critic gave their feedback on my episode, she also had somebody leave an episode like on iTunes. And that person wrote that they loved Allison's episode, especially number seven. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, okay. Like, even though I felt weird about it, there were some people that really enjoyed it that was kind of a fun little wink from the universe. So well, then a few days later, she gets this message from her friend, who's the unofficial critic, like giving her real straight feedback. And this person loved my episode. It was their favorite. She was like, more of Allison, please. And I, I would be so interested to hear from that person really what it is. And maybe. Now, remember, this is I'm telling you a story about me, but it's really about you. Okay. Every story I tell about me, and thank you for being so gracious to let me talk about myself, but my listeners know how to borrow insight, and I am here living a life of experimentation and permission. What if you gave yourself permission to be unfiltered? And and I was unfiltered on Sue's podcast, and I meandered. And my unfiltering, meandering has impact and maybe it has an impact where it caused her problems and it was too damn long for her normal podcast and she figured it out but I realize that so often or more often than not in the past I have gone through more concerned about let me figure out how to say this protecting the impact I had on other people Rather at, at my expense, right? So when we press, I call it pretzeling ourselves when we pretzel ourselves, when we bend ourselves for the pleasure of others versus showing up in our meandering, philosophical, idea ruminating selves. Gosh, I can't tell you, you guys, how many times I've wished I could be a three point person. <laughs> How many times I wished I could have my three points and organizational um, organizational thinking, and I need to turn off the green screen on this right and I notice i I notice the part of me that gets distracted when I'm really giving myself and giving you permission. If you're a philosopher, if you're a creative, if you're uh, poet, if you're a lover of prose and language and ideas and art and music and, and you're in this business world many of my clients and many of my listeners are running their own businesses and so there is a part of us you know we are thinking about our clients and what will help them and we're thinking about the value we can offer before the sale and we're thinking the value we offer after the sale and we're thinking about our marketing and we're thinking about our profit and our profit first and i've noticed lately when Lately, not always, okay? We go in seasons. I've noticed lately when people, like when I'm in the room with my coach and my peers, and my coach is an Enneagram 5. I've worked with her for two years. I absolutely love her and have needed her for a season. But lately, when she brings up a structure, my whole body has static, my whole body begins to feel thick. My whole body begins to have a response that reminds me to listen to my body, <laughs> right? So this, talk about meandering, I'm going to take a weird left turn here to um, human design. I don't know if any of you have had your human design done. I'm not an expert in human design by any means, but I've had... um a couple of people give me, and I've I've had a couple of human design, like learn about my own human design. And lately it's been coming up. So um, human design, for those of you who don't know, I don't even know how to explain what it is. I love you so much. Please Google it. It's not quite personality profile. It's a little bit of birth chart. I I can't tell you what it is, right? See, there's an episode. There's a part of me that's like, um, oh, I noticed so-and-so on her podcast, when you use a term that maybe not everybody knows, does such a good job of educating her audience. You know what? Here's the other thing. Let's talk about meandering real quick. I do not assume that y'all are stupid. I assume that you are resourceful and whole. This is a whole nother thing. <laughs> this is a whole nother theme. Everybody's paradigm is different and we'll get to marinating in a second this is really important about marinating because i've i accidentally caught myself marinating in rooms where where we don't have the same viewpoint from way deep inside and my viewpoint from way deep inside is that my clients and my audience are resourceful and whole. And so when I approach them as capable and able, I don't have to hand feed y'all everything, right? Like y'all are smart. Y'all are resourceful. Heck yesterday I was, or last week I was talking to one of my clients and we were talking about Steve Chandler's, um, Steve Chandler's, and maybe he got it from somebody else, but the idea of agreements versus expectations. And we were talking about some staff stuff that she has, and I was like, oh, this would be a really good concept for you to learn and to be able to bring to your team. And I said, I can get some resources for you because I have, in my own library, some resources that I've got from Steve Chandler and Rich Lippin around expectations versus agreement. And she was like, oh, no, coach, I'll look it up. Don't waste your time on that. And I was just like, that is my people. Okay, <laughs> so human design. So I'm a manifesting generator. I have sacral authority, and what sacral authority means to me is that I really need to test my yes and no in my body. Now, while I have sacral authority, I also have an open head center, and what having an open head center means is it is very easy for me to take on the ideas of others, therefore I must really remember to test them in my own body. And then the other fun, exciting thing, which is a whole nother day, is I have a 3 tripartite license. I'm a four-six, and I'm about to start the third tripartite. For those of you who are human design experts, I'm sure you'll find that fun. For those of you that aren't, we could learn together. Okay, so meandering. Oh, sweet people, smart people, who are the round pegs in a square hole except for I think round pegs can fit in a square hole but those of you who don't feel like you necessarily fit and yet you subconsciously you subconsciously know how to fit into any room so here's another example my name is Allison (laughs) I um my my parents I come from really wealthy grandparents on one side and from really poor grandparents on another side and I come from wealthy grandparents who were very much into society and I come from grandparents who had a welding shop and a little cafe in a small town military and so I was raised like I know how to set a table With all the different things. And I know all, I'll just call it Miss Manners. I was raised Miss Manners. But I was always much more comfortable at my country. I had like the city grandparents and the country grandparents. And I was always much more comfortable in my country, more relaxed grandparents people. I'm more of a girl next door than a luxury brand. um, Because that's what's true to me. And it doesn't mean that I don't like wealth, but what's fun is I can fit in any social room that I want to. I can be a chameleon and adapt, but where am I at, at home? Where am I at home in my own skin? Where are you at home in your own skin? I do, I, I do believe it's respectful to do one of two things when you're in somebody else's room. Number one, I want to let them know I actually don't conform to their rooms anymore. There was an episode a few years back when um, someone invited me to come speak for free on their stage. Um, And at one point they said, hey, by the way, don't cuss on stage. And I said, hey, thank you so much for asking. If I'm going to be filtered, it's not really the room for me. And they were like, you would lose this speaking gig over having to not cuss? And I was like... A, it's not really a gig. You're not paying me. You're not paying me for it to come in. And B, um, you know, I was delighted to come to your stage and uh, to come speak on your stage. But I don't necessarily need the exposure or want the exposure with an audience that wants me to be filtered. I want to be able to come up and be free express. So it's not that I wake up and said I think I'm going to go on so and so stage and I'm going to cuss. I have to cuss. What I do know is I don't want to be filtered. I'm done filtering myself. And so, if that if that eliminates me from rooms by all means. If I'm on somebody else's podcast and they don't want to hear my f-bombs by all means, they can bleep me out. But for somebody to say, "Eh, we don't really want you to cuss in here." <laughs> Is not going to work for me. So that's one of these examples of I give myself, or I'm learning to give, especially the last 10 years, really learning to give myself permission to be me. To be me, I have to know me. And so, what a marinating, meandering, and knowing yourself have to do, I realized because I was marinating on, in some really structured rooms and spending a lot of time with some people who. Don't see that they are not bad people, they're amazing people, but they don't see the world, they don't understand my view of the world. And I'm trying to understand theirs. And trying to figure out the best way to say this. I just realized I was marinating some in, in, in some rooms. And when I say marinating, I say, where are you taking in the environment in which you sit? Right. And so we can, I can have things marinating in my heart, but being a human being with open pores and an open mind and an open heart and being empathic, we can often take in, right? So for some people, they will not marinate in the news. I like to marinate in books. I like to marinate, um, with music. I like to marinate with podcasts. I like to I like to be in communities. I have my own communities, but as a client I like to be in other rooms. And it's not that I have to be in rooms with people who completely agree with me about everything. So let's say social media, for example, (laughs) dear God. So I, I have a bunch of colleagues that can't stand social media and I get it, but I love it. And when I'm in those rooms without being also in rooms that love social media, my thinking begins to bend towards their their way of being. And I found myself being really down on social media. And I did a couple of, an episode a couple of months back about just like reclaiming my love for social media. And so I'm not saying that I can't go into those rooms. I'm just talking about marinating. Marinating is where you spend a lot of time. And so this could be your friend group. This could be your coaching peers this could be, I recently joined a community, uh, I, don't, I don't know how long I'll be in it, but I recently joined a community that um, has a lot of conversations around f- being a feminist and um, bringing feminism to coaching because even our beloved coaching lives in this whitewashed patriarchal world. And I'm just a student. Hey, Kayferg, I'm just a student of um, humanity and trying to be more inclusive and paying attention to the systems that we all are brainwashed into. And, you know, I'm, I'm just testing out this community for a while. And one of the questions that I'd ask is like, why do you want to be here? And I said, I just want to be in a conversation, with a room where they're having feminist conversations to see how I feel about marinating in it. I like to be in rooms where all parts are welcome. I like to marinate... Um, where, where, um, I don't want to say, so this is what's interesting. I used to work for a company that was like complaining is garbage. And there was this toxic positivity (laughs) that was really bullshit. (laughs) And so I get that there's a fine line between how do we vent? How do we unearth and ease our burdens so that we can remember our joys, I, I absolutely do not believe that we do a service to ourselves when we shove down this hard, stu- hard stuff. I'm I'm more in the process these days, and my clients would are participating in this with me. We are um, talk about getting to know yourself. We're getting to know the parts that in the past were shoved down because they weren't positive or they weren't happy. So I'm not talking about. Oh, I'm talking about being in rooms where all parts are welcome. (laughs) I know I'm rambling and talking in circles. I just realized I need to marinate. Like I've got to pay attention to where I'm marinating. I've got to pay attention and be, I don't have to be in rooms where I'm equal and exactly minded, but I need to be in rooms where I'm not the only one who loves social media. I want to provide rooms for my clients that provide space for all parts of themselves, that provide space for celebrating, that provide space for those that don't love social media and those that do. So that's what marinating is about. Like just paying attention to where you're marinating and is it energizing you or exhausting you? And I, I noticed that I'm in some rooms that I feel worse after being in the room than better, and i'm I'm shifting those things up, but I feel worse after being in the room than better. And those rooms are wonderful. Some people feel better after being in those rooms. But if I start thinking too much about structure right now, my whole body explodes. And so I'm as I listen to myself, this goes back to meandering, I hear my body say, meander. I hear, my head will tell me you need to be straight and direct. But when I really listen, To my discomfort and my fears. When I listen to my fears, my fears aren't driving me, but they can inform wisdom in our systems. But we're so used to not listening to fear. We make up a story that to listen to fear, that means you believe it. Listening and believing are not two different things. But when I take a moment and think about my fears or my scarcity or my insecurities Right, so let's say I'm in a room where everybody hates social media, hates a strong word, but, you know, they're not like, yay, what's your, how are you enjoying people on social media? And here I am on a Saturday morning wanting to use social media to connect and see other people's faces and, and see their comments while I'm recording a podcast. I, my insecurities rise up. Inside of me, a part of me goes, is there something wrong with me? Am I doing it wrong? I think that's normal when everybody around you is different. There's a part of me that feels fine and that feels confident being me, but there also are still small, quiet, insecure parts. Instead of annihilating those insecure parts, those fearful parts, oh, I don't fit in because I like this. I'm meeting those sweet little parts and listening to them. And they're really saying, we thrive better. When we're marinating in the right sauces, Allison. And so what I want you to do is I want you to know, A, to be aware of where you're marinating. Know what supports you. My coach has has a a concept called the thrive list, like things you need to have in your life to thrive. And sometimes it's stuff and sometimes it's space. I want to know... What energies? Not only what, not what stuff, but what activities help you thrive? I want to know. Um, I'm working on. I'm working on my vision map, and. It's a it's a visual as I do visuals, and there's the ground, and then there's the sky and all the things I want to create rating out of it. But from the earth comes the things that nourish me. And so another word for marinating might be nourishment. What is your nourishment? And I'm not just talking food and water. What habits nourish you, even if they're boring? What rooms nourish you? What ideas nourish you? And I love being in a room full of creative weirdos who are running businesses, right? I also like being in rooms of creative weirdos, but then I feel weird if I'm in a room full of weirdos that don't run businesses because I do have that both and part. And so it's not that I can't. My best friend in the whole world is a dental hygienist who doesn't use social media. Y'all don't even know her. Like my soulmate doesn't use social media, isn't in coaching, and is a dental hygienist. (laughs) And I love her. But when I talk business with her, her eyes cross and she just looks at me like I'm nuts. But she'll listen all day long. I thrive. Where do you thrive? What do you need to thrive? What both and what paradoxes, right? What paradoxes do you need to thrive in? And it was interesting because in some of the rooms I'm in, people are like, I don't really understand your art. Why you are using art in your business? Um, I don't understand why you share so much. Maybe you wouldn't, if you didn't share so much on social media, you wouldn't feel so sensitive. And I get that these are great questions. These questions in themselves actually are really good to help me define. No, actually, I, I am here to share unashamedly i'm here to share vulnerability i'm here to dance around the edges to meander um and so the meandering part of me where are you marinating what would be helpful for you to marinate in um i bring up meandering on this podcast because i know many of you are creative meandering souls too And even though I'm a meander, I can be a quick decider and somebody quick to change. But please remember, my fellow creative souls, poet, artist, musicians, philosophers, idea chewers, that you're meandering in a linear world. And so what will you do to support your meandering when you bump up against the lines? of the earth, of the world, of the society, of the business that we're in, just being aware of that. And all this goes back to what seems to be my primary message these days, which is truly knowing yourself. I spent, we spend, you spend, we all spend. I mean, everybody has their different timelines, but we spend so much of life trying to figure out how to fit in and achieve and do all the things all the boundaries tell us to do and all the influences. And um, then we spend this time deconstructing. And for me, it was deconstructing religion and it's deconstructing the society I live in that is patriarchal and colonial and holy shit, I have so much to learn. Um, deconstructing, not even after deconstructing religion, deconstructing spirituality, deconstructing business, deconstructing capitalism. Deconstru- and when I say deconstructing, like we spend this whole time constructing, and deconstructing means like not necessarily taking it apart to b- obliterate it, but taking it apart piece by piece to understand it. Because I can't understand myself unless I understand the systems in which I. Was raised. And so at some point we become aware and there is no looking back. And as you become aware of the world around you, it has to change. I don't see how, I mean, obviously, again, I'm speaking from my own experience. I don't see how it doesn't change how you see yourself. Bill and I were watching something on TV last night and I was just like, I I told him one of the reasons and I had this conversation with my book coach. One of the reasons there's a part of me that is really in resistance around writing and finishing my book. I've I've written about 30,000 words and I just keep reorganizing and reorganizing and avoiding writing. And so when I instead of just pushing through, I have to check in with this part that feels like gets gets resistant and I check in with the resistant part. And she's like, what if you publish a book and change your mind? Like you have changed so many times. And there's a part of me that's like, of course I've left behind things that aren't me. And then there's another part of me like that feels shame about that. And so, and obviously the more I know, like when you know more, you, um. When you know new things, you can get new beliefs, right? We, we, we do change. And so, thanks for letting me meander. Thanks for marinating with me. Would love to hear what your versions, what, what you're marinating in. If you're one of those philosophical... Idea, chewer, artistic souls in a linear world, raise your hand and say hello, just so that we can see each other. I see you. I don't want us to have to be in our own little cult outside of. My example I use is like, I'm a blue dot in a red state. Actually, I'm a blue dot in a half red, half blue state on the very edge of purple, And a lot of times people are like, I'm moving out of Texas. I'm not moving out of Texas. I'm going to keep being a little blue dot here in Texas. And I'm going to do my part to be myself and to share my heart and show my work and make change one little tiny step at a time. But I have the right to exist here. But I also know that there are times when I need to marinate with my blue friends in the middle of the red world. I also have some red friends and lots of red neighbors. Okay. (laughs) I giggle. I hope you giggle. I hope instead of judging your meandering self. Those of you who verbally process. I hope you can find delight in your way of being and give yourself one more layer of permission just to be yourself, especially on your wall, in your family, in your relationships, with your clients, in your social media, in your realms, give yourself permission to be fully you, give yourself to permission to meet more parts of you Marinate, meander if you need to know yourself more deeply. I love you. Hey, and if you want a tool for knowing yourself more deeply, uh, on my webpage, com, or you can go to com slash core values is a core values exercise that I have. It's actually a very extensive core values exercise. There's no weenie core values exercise. And I highly recommend you do it in a couple you know how there's like the life wheel and you do your life wheel for business and you do your life wheel like there's the business there's physical there's um you know different aspects of your life i definitely recommend to my clients to do both the business core values like what are the values of the entity of their business and then what are your your personal values? But I even believe that you could probably pick another paradigm and do the the business value or the core values exercise again. So feel free to pick up that workbook. It's actually a workbook. You'll want to print it out, and then you'll actually want to get out your scissors and cut out all the values. Um, and let me know how that helps you. So for example, I have my core values on my wall right next to me, and I. A lot of times when I get confused and overwhelmed, I look over and I read through that list. Not only is that list great content for me, but one of the things I see over there is that always gets me. I'm a gardener, not a machine, which means I'm a gardener, not a machine. And the other one that gets me all the time is simplicity because I tend to try to overcomplicate things. And so every time I see that value in front of myself, I forget that I value it. And then another one is fun play and humor because sometimes I take myself too fucking seriously. So with that, it's Saturday. I'm done working for the weekend. I love you. I appreciate you. Grab that core values if you want. And right now the doors to Solis are open. Uh, Self-leadership society is a great place for marinating and for being with other amazing soulful people who are also building businesses. Peace out, y'all. Happy weekend. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode and want to dive deeper, come check out Soulful Success. It's my online coaching membership community where we dive deep into the practices of being and doing that help you create your unique version of soulful success in the world. It's a special community of small business owners just like you, and it's where I show up and give my clients personal support and an accessible fee. Check it out at www.soulfulsuccess.info. That's S O U L F U L L S U C C E S S dot info. Soulful dot info. As always, thanks for listening. I totally appreciate you thinking about somebody who might really love this episode and you sharing it with them. Also, I always appreciate your reviews. It's like podcast currency. It's like a tip in the jar saying thanks. And finally, if you want to share on social media, a screenshot or any insights you get from listening to this episode, I will totally respond. You can share with the hashtag Better Life, Better Work Show. This show is sponsored by my three rescued dogs, Leroy Brown, Clementine, and Rocky Potato. They're here to remind you to consider adoption when you get your next pet. More is not better. Better is better.